when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello boys and girls, welcome to Aplatico Parsnips, and please enjoy the tale of the Siege of Mullins Cove. The year was 1966. Twenty brave families were defending the last ferry point that still remained operative on the island. The final ferry from the mainland was due to dock in one hour, and the families had gathered together all their worldly goods ready to make their escape. (laughs) (laughs) Up above them, on Horseshoe Ridge, stood a hundred or so of the Laird's minions, many of them armed with curved, pointy sticks and hammers fashioned from sheep bones. The escapees were only armed with forthright expressions and the odd kitchen implement, such as a whisk and potato bashes. There was only one stony, slaggy path down from the ridge to the small jetty, and the escapees had drowned it in oil and lanolin to make transgression nigh on impossible. It was a standoff that created remarkable tension and stress, some of the younger lads and lassies shit their knickers to the very brim and had to be dipped in the sea to cleanse their distress. Younger babies were placed in fruit boxes and the lids nailed shut to soften the sound of their awful wailing. As the mainland ferry appeared on the horizon, the Laird's army became restless and unsettled. The Laird's attack foxes started to howl, and Hazel McFlurry, the Laird's personal vicar, began to disrobe herself till she was stood naked at the top of the path. It was immediately apparent that she had planted it to spare. <laughs> there was a mumbling amongst the villagers. The McFidgety brothers in particular became somewhat ornate in their attitude. My God, muttered Hamish McFidgety, have you ever seen that much spare tat in a mural environment? Never, answered Mick McFidgety. There's so much additional tit on that lassie that the duvet could be hidden neath its promise. <laughs> Turn away, commanded Lizzie McOatcakes, the leader of the escapees. She's after your personal pipes. But it was too late. All the men among the escapees were now transfixed by the sight above them and started to crawl up the scree to gaze more closely upon Hazel's puddings, with their excited pipes banging against the oily rocks as they did so. (laughs) As each one reached the top of the path, 
Their faces and chests were pierced with the curved pointy sticks and their personal pipes deflated as they took their last breath. The last man to reach the summit was Mitch McFidgety, but he was no killed by the sticks or hammers. No, it was the sight of Hazel staring into his eyes that finished him off. For she had the face of Gemma Collins. The face of Gemma Collins! The face of Gemma Collins! So that was a Scottish, true Scottish tale from Very the um, archives. Yeah, that's um, a nice return of the Scottish tale there. Um, hello, hello, Robert. Hello, hello, where are you? In your loft, in your basement? I'm in my bedroom, where I now You've got record. a bedroom? I have a bedroom, yes. I just thought you'd have just used your bedroom for storage of tin foods, you know. Well, I mean, there is that over there, but there's a, a bed area here. Oh, I can see them. So it's bachelor's pro... Oh, that's them bachelor's mushy peas you've got. Yeah, and some Tin peck. asparagus, get you, Andy. Uh, a little pyramid... Uh, made up of tins of peck, which are past their best by date, but they're still all right. Is that know. the ham? Peck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, P- it's a P-E-K. good... P-E-K. P-E-K quality ham. I prefer it to spam. I find spam overrated and slightly bland. They both keep your blood nice and thick, though, don't oh, they? Oh, you do. I mean, it's, as long as you eat the jelly that they come in, <laughs> then you're all right. Um, how are you doing? Are you Okay. I'm okay, yeah. Actually, Andrew, you very rarely ask about me off these days, do you? I wasn't asking about it then. It was just more of an overview of whether you're okay or not in general. But would you like me to ask about your health at this point? No, forget it. I'm not bothered. No, no, I will. I will, because you clearly do. How's your health, Bob? Well, it's pretty good, Andrew. Oh! It's pretty good. Thank you very much indeed. pretty good. I'm I'm piling on the weight, because I don't know if you're the same... This lockdown's changed me. I'm an indoors sort of character now. I have, yeah, I think I've become a hermit. I don't really feel any kind of desire to go out and, you know, mingle among people or socialise or anything like that anymore. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? I think it'll change once the weather gets better and we get summer and all that. We we can go out and frolic or whatever we used to do. Did we used to frolic? You didn't. No. You just waddle. Yeah. You waddle and fall. <laughs> you can't frolic with tits like this, can you? I have got some um, <coughs> questions from the wife here, Andrew. Oh, that's nice. Talking of waddling, she yeah. says, Andy, um, nice to speak to you. Yes. When Hello. you are waddling around Sunderland Town Centre mm-hmm. and you see an enemy up ahead of you, mm. do you change up to super waddle so that you can cover them in lung juices as you pass them? It's an interesting question. I mean, first of all, uh, I don't have any enemies. Get out of it. I don't have any enemies. I'm a well-regarded well-regarded member of the community. What, you get on with your neighbours and that? Yeah, I get on with everyone, me. So when you move into your house, you go. did you go around to your neighbours and say, all right, I'm the new resident? No, of course I didn't. Yeah, because it would frighten them, wouldn't it? He, no, he, he came past the uh, the front of the house when I was affixing my new doorbell. Yeah. And uh, we had a bit of a chat then. When you say doorbell, do you mean a stick and, a, and a, an empty tin of peck? It, yeah, it's a, tin, it's a tin can and you just shout into it and there's some string. And it activates <laughs> another, it, another tin can at the back of the house. Yeah, go on. 
Is it true that you marinade your chicken wings in an old paint tin filled with your back sweat? That's a, you know, a slightly rude question, but maybe you do. It's a very personal question, that, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a very um, very accurate question, because yes. You yes, do, do do that? Do that. Yes, I'm and how do. do they taste? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> it's it's kind of like cannibalism, but that just... I um, taste very backy, you know, like, like <laughs> fully backy, because of the but back sweat. It's an element of cannibalism, but that just um, improves the, the experience, I think. It's I bet it's full of protein. Are, are Andy, there any more of these? There are, yeah. Sorry, Andy, there is no, one more. Right, yeah. Andy, what's the earliest you have left the Stadium of Light before full time? Have you ever actually left before kickoff? <laughs> <laughs> no, I left at half time once. I left Whoa. at half time. We were 4 0 down against Aston Villa. So I just thought, fuck this. Oh, it's terrible, that, isn't it? Went to the pub. I did that at Bournemouth, 3-0 down at half-time. Away at Bournemouth. Away at Bournemouth, oh, fuck it. I'll beat Actually, the traffic. There was one time we were 3-0 uh, down against your lot. Yeah. Um, and um, there were fans trying to leave. This is about 55 <laughs> minutes, and the yeah. stewards wouldn't let them out. So they were fighting the stewards in order yeah. to gain the, to gain their freedom. So that wow. was uh, that was quite something to see. Peter Beards has been in touch, Andy. What do you think oh, that's of that? Nice. He's done yes. as a, one of his. Do you call them blogs or vlogs or? They're. Um, WAVs? Uh, I think they're MP WAVs something. Or MP3s. They might be AAC. I'm not sure. AAC? Yeah. MP Beardsley. All right, Bob. I'm just sat in my garden, you know, having a good start of grass here in the mud. And leaves and that, you know. Um, uh, about five minutes ago, a robin came and had a go at the peanut feeder, like. Uh, but when it spotted me, it uh, just took a dump and flew off, you know. So that, yeah. So the wife doesn't want me in the house at the moment, you see, Bob. So. She does want me nearby, though, like, uh, so I can fetch her eggs when she, you know, she gets the munchies. I suppose I should probably tell you about what has happened, so... I was just in the kitchen, uh, cleaning up the wife's omelette pan with, you know, them squidgy, squidgy, rough, rough pads. <laughs> Do you know them? But, you know, they're like squidgy, squidgy on, on the one side, and on, on the other side, they're all rough, rough, rough. Sometimes yellow and green, sometimes um, you get blue. I wear my was yellow and green, squidgy, squidgy, rough pad. And there was a knock at the door, and her wife shouted to him from TV room, John, fuck, and answer that. I'm watching last night's MMA fight bill. It's got Paddy Pimlet on it, and he's fucking choice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the knock on the door got louder. I, I couldn't bear to be rude, like, and not answer, you know. And so I said to the wife, "Listen, love, I promise I won't let whoever it is inside the house. I promise you that, like." You had better fucking not. If I miss Paddy Pimlet, I will lump you so fucking hard your dirty face will end up looking like a slice of boiled fucking liver. I promise, so I promise. 
So I answered the door, and to my surprise, it was Newcastle United manager, uh, Mr. Eddie Howe. <laughs> Hello, Peter. How fucking lovely to fucking meet you, Squire. May I come in for a fucking chit-chat? <laughs> oh, hello, Eddie. Uh, oh, uh, a bit tricky at the moment. My wife's watching the fight, and you know, where they uh, punch each other, then have a kiss and cuddle on the floor for a while, like, you know. <laughs> oh, the fucking... The MMA fighting. I forgot that was on the fucking telly. Paddy Pimlet is fighting, and he is well fucking choice. Right. <laughs> uh, I just like, you know, I promised I'd leave her in peace, you know, and her fight was over, like. I very, but fucking understand, Squire. No fucking problem. What's a fucking ever? Perhaps we can have a quick chat here on your front fucking doorstep. Uh, yeah, no, no worries, eh? Absolute pleasure to meet you, Eddie. How are you finding your new job? Well, it's better than working down the fucking Jelly Deal warehouse or the Chatham Docks. Ain't no fucking mistake. Oh, only just do eh? Hell, <laughs> oh fucking hell, Peter. I like the cut of your gym more and more as I time to gather fucking passes. So what I wanted to ask is that the club is trying to arrange a fucking fundraiser for this Ukrainian stuff and that and we wondered if you might agree to be a fucking host on the night I as long as none of it's going to uh, the Albanian fella next door like you keep slumbering around in my loft at night making noises like a baby baby bear <laughs> not a fucking chance he sounds a right fucking wallop <laughs> Uh, in that case, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I'll bring the old joke book along, you know. Well, uh, at that point, the wife shouted out, Will you fucking turn it down a notch out there, you fucking little gobsnot goblet? The Paddy Pimlet fight is about to start. Who are you talking to, anyway? Uh, it's Eddie Howe, you know, Newcastle manager. Gorgeous Eddie fucking Howe, the choir boy. Well, invite him in, you gormless fucking clown. So I took Eddie to the TV room. Oh, hello, Edward. I must say, you're even more innocent and Christian in real life than you are on the fucking TV. Why don't you take a seat next to me on the fucking sofa? Peter will remove the ointments and bandages. That's very fucking kind of you, Mrs B. I hear you're watching the Paddy fucking Pimlet fight. I love him. He's as choice as they fuck you can. <laughs> oh, he's my type of fucking guy. A stark contrast to that useless strip of peach water I had the misfortune to fucking marry it. <laughs> You're quite a fucking joke box, my fucking darling. Oh, look here. Here comes Penny Pimlet. Let's wish him all the fucking best in his fucking endeavours there in his cage. Here, fucking here. Now, Peter, can you disappear into the fucking garden or something so me and Eddie can enjoy the fight without your jeery fucking face to divert us? Oh, yeah, of course, my precious love. Would you and Eddie like some exanis and bovril before I go? No, but be on hand if I change my fucking mind. So, here I am, probably out in the garden whilst uh, Eddie and the wife watch Paddy Pimlet. Oh, look, uh, 
there's that Robin back again. Oh no, he fucked up. So, uh, I might count uh, gravel between the two pavers and make a note of it in my staring book, like. Which uh, reminds me, I might as well read out a couple of jokes from the old joke book, you know, just to pass the time. So, and, oh, hold on, it's Eddie at the back door. Right, come on, Peter. I'll send you details of a fucking fundraiser. So all the best with your fucking future plans and good fucking luck with that wife of yours. <laughs> oh, she wants an omelette tower with scramblers on the sidebars of fucking way. Right, uh, thanks, Eddie. See you soon. Um, right, Bob, so back to the old joke. So I just hope the old joke bug and that. Here we go. I met my wife on the net. Yeah, we were both shit trapeze artists. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob, I'll tell you what often gets overlooked. The garden fence. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I, dis- I swapped my bed for a trampoline. Oh, man, the wife nearly hit the roof. <laughs> One Peter Beasley, there's only one Peter Beasley. I'll see you, Bob. I'll see you, Peter. Ah, there Thanks we are. for that, Paddy Pimlis. Nice you know him. I'm not familiar. I, I, I can't be doing with all that MMA, whatever it's called, UFC, yeah. KFC. It, it's just fighting, isn't it? It's just fighting, but like pub fighting, is it not? It's like... Um, my sons have got me into it a bit, you know. I think there is some skills involved, but yeah, they're is having that? a fight. But to be honest with you, whenever you watch the boxing, you just want them to have a f- proper fight, don't you? Yeah, but at least there's like they don't wear gloves, do they? It's fucking bare knuckle fighting, isn't it? It's more like they've got tiny, tiny little like those gloves with where your fingers go through the holes. Like fingerless gloves. Fingerless um, gloves. Yeah. It doesn't feel as though that's that's ah uh, maybe it's just me. It's just come. It's the edge. I'm getting old, you know. Yeah. Certain things I used to enjoy, I don't enjoy anymore. But that's not hey, soon that. enough, you'll be in the garden like me and Peter, just staring at the flowers and that. Pretty much, it's heading that way, isn't it? Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, shall we have some questions from the past and it was yeah why not there were some nice questions this week uh here's one from colin booth uh bob and andy i'm after some freezer advice me and the missus have got an integrated four drawers and oc freezer every six months or so 
sorry, or so, the frost gathers so much the drawers and door won't shut. Is there any way of preventing this, or is it just a case of periodically chipping away at it with our lass's brass hand? Um, I used to have similar issues. I can't remember the the, the high sense. That was what it was. Yeah. The last fridge freezer was a high sense, and it wasn't expensive. It was budget range, but I had the same thing, and it was supposed to be frost free. I ended up having to hack away at it with a uh, the wooden spoon every few months. Wooden spoon? I hacked away at mine yesterday with a with a carving knife. But if he had to come to me earlier, or you had, Andy, I'd have advised you against a, a draw freezer. Really? Well, they are a problem. You can you know you do get a lot of um, of ice build up, and um, you're taking up more space than you might think just by the very fact of having drawers. So I've got. Um, I've just recently returned to just a chest one, you know, that's just a hole. You open the yeah. lid at the top and just drop it yeah. in. And you, yeah. you get that fun of scur- scurrying around a few months later and finding what's in there, you know. That's good fun. I had a chest freezer in the garage, but I've got rid of it last week because I'm not using it. Might regret that. I don't think so. I'll tell you what, I mean, I, 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 this makes me sound like a, a, a good person, but I gave it away to the Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. Radio. Who operate in Sunderland? Uh, I messaged them and said, "Would they be interested?" And they would. And do you know what they're going to store in it? Don't know. Pies. Oh man! So that feels that like is I've something done to some be proud good. of, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, and they've offered, they've offered me some free pies once they start doing the pies in a week or two. So that's I thought win-win, there'd be some in in, in win-win. So you've increased the store, pie storage capacity of the Sunderland area. I applaud you, I Andy. Single handedly. Yeah. Ben Clarkson asks, have you two followed the popular modern transition to shower gel or do you remain traditional soap users? I fucking hate shower gel, me. Do you? Yeah, I think that could be a catchphrase, couldn't it? Oh, I fucking hate shower gel, me. No, but um, I can't stand it. I don't really know what you're meant to do with it. It slips out your hand. You can't, It you just goes down the plug hole, basically. Rub it over your, 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 your dirty little body and then uh, it lathers up. Do you use a sponge or something? No, you just use your hands. No, that don't... Well, you use about half a bottle. You're the size of your body. Well, I get... I I don't use... I get hosed down by the council once every fortnight. (laughs) I'm a soap man. I'm a soap man. Do you remember Imperial Leather? I use Dove. I use Dove as well. I mean, a a little block of Dove, I'm thinking it probably lasts me like two months. Maybe. I think so, yeah. (laughs) It lathers up beautifully, the dove, doesn't it? Say. Jesus. Anyway, um, Andrew Muckle says, mathematics, invention or discovery? Question mark. Well, I don't really. I mean, I've always, I think it's best to, uh, I mean, it's a bit of, bit more akin to witchcraft, isn't it? I don't know what's going on with mathematics. What does he say? Invention? Invention or discovery? I think it's a discovery. I think it's always been there, but, you know, humankind has, has eked it out. Like a tin miner, almost yeah. digging it out of the ground. Um, more numbers, more brackets. You know, in them films where you see the numbers and the mathematic symbols going around a mathematician's head, yeah, like in a cloud as he's working stuff out. That, that's to me, that's mathematics. Mathematics never appealed to me, to be honest with you. Some people find it magical, don't they? Yeah, but you're quite a simple-minded man, though, aren't you? True. So. Yeah, no, I've got quite a woolly mind. But, but yeah. also, and I know my wife was the same. The maths teachers tended to be the bastard in our school, my school, all my schooling. I remember Black yeah. Mac was uh, um, 
the one right. in the sixth one. Scary character, so I avoided it like the plague. Yeah. Uh, early early math teacher we had a comprehensive his nickname was Horse Knackers. Right. And um he was he was quite a nasty man as well. Yeah. But so that, you know, that's it, what turned turned me off to the you mathematics. Can't go back, can you? Matthew Phillips just says, Could one or both of you call me a stupid fucking prick, please? Yeah, but Matthew, you're a stupid fucking prick. What do you think, Andrew? I also think Matthew is a stupid fucking prick. Now, you put a bit of feeling into that. Have you met Matthew? No, but I had a lot of that when we did our live shows. People calling me a shit from the front row, so I just <laughs> felt like I need to give some back. Jamie um, Rosenfeld says, would you rather look at an elephant up close, one metre yeah. away, or pet a goat? Um, they're both quite appealing, but I would like to... I'd like to sit under a horse and stare up at its guts. I know that wasn't right, one of the okay. choices. That's what I'd like to do. Um, goats have got square irises, haven't they? Do they? Always spooks me a bit, that. so I'd rather look at an elephant up close. I'd be close up to an elephant, yeah, because it's just a yeah. metre away. Fascinating, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll meet some more of them a bit later on. We might not, it's hard to tell. What uh, would you say, Andy, to mm. a calorie quiz? I haven't done one for a while, mm-hmm. but I think this, you know, I like it because there's some takeaway. You know, people might think about the calorie intakes after listening yeah. to one of our quizzes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's called Boing Crunch Tasty Peanuts Thwack Clang Bucket. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Eek. Give me just a little more time, time, time. And I want you to order these, Andy, in highest to lowest calorific content, yeah? Yeah. Or the other way around. It's the McDonald Big Tasty with Bacon. Mm-hmm. The KFC Mighty Bucket for One. A Donna Kebab regular size. Ooh, there now. I think that, calorifically speaking, does the burger come as part of a meal, or is it just on its own? No, it's a McTasty burger with bacon. With bacon, on its own. That has got the least number of calories. Okay. The, the Donna Kebab is in the middle, and the Mighty Bucket for One has the most calories. Andrew, you've done it. Oh! You know your intake. There's an area that I know all about. Thank you but very in- much. Very good. But Mighty Bucket for One, 1,235 calories. Donna Kebab, regular size, 1,006. Big Tasty with Bacon, 850. Hang on, what was the KFC one? How many? The KFC Mighty Bucket for one was 1,235. Was that what I said was the highest? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, you've done good, right man. You've done good. You should be very, <laughs> very proud of yourself. Oh, can you tell that to the, to the steward at the shopping centre? You passed that on? I, I'll pass it on, yeah. It might help. It might help. I don't know. Dear Stuart, today I w- uh, today Andrew g- correctly guessed the calorific value of kebabs, chicken, and mac for your consideration. Can, can, can he maybe have a deer pass <laughs> midweek? I, I've had a, um, an MP3 from the Secret Soccer Superstar. Do you remember him? Ooh, 
Yeah. We still don't know who he is. Still don't know who um, he is. He masks his voice, but he gives us some insight on the world of football, so uh, we'll play that. And you maybe guess at the end who you think he might be. I'll give it a go, yeah. Here we go. It's always difficult when a new manager arrives at your club. The most important thing is that everyone becomes good friends really quickly. Sometimes the new manager tries to get everyone in the squad to become his friend by taking them on some kind of outing, especially if the weather's nice. I remember one manager at a club I played for who took us all to a visitor farm for the day. We got to see some chicks that had just hatched. <laughs> we all laughed our heads off when the physio got spat on by a llama and we all got five pounds each to spend in the gift shop. It wasn't all fun though. We were feeding some pellets to the goats and of course you're supposed to do it with a flat hand but the goalkeeper didn't. We were all shouting, flat hand, flat hand and the goat got scared and bit his fingertip off <laughs> and he was out for four months while it grew back. There. Oh, who is um, that? I mean, he's, he's no face than any. I think so, yeah. Not Grant Ledbetter, is it? I don't know. Oh, you don't be. know, I'm, Andy. I'm so why do you want me to guess? Well, just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not like a hoax, like Wayside Jack was. Oh, it yeah. is actually from Yorkshire instead, but I don't know how that works. Did they catch um, Wayside Jack? They did, didn't they? Did yeah, they, catch they did. They caught him on a DNA thing about 20 years later, and he did time for it. And I he's, bet he uh, did, yeah. He's, I he, mean, he died. Yeah, that that were bad, wasn't it? That was a bad Really jerp. naughty. Really naughty. There was an episode of Martin's... Um, Radio show, Martin from Home Under the Hammers this week okay. on the radio. Um, so I taped a bit of it because it was a bloody good show. Mm-hmm. And it was a bloody good one. Um, you know, where he knows is around the homes of the rich and famous. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear it, Andy? I do, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me just press the play on this one. You join me today outside a huge, somewhat gothic mansion set in what looks like over 40 acres of manicured parkland. Whoever lives here must be worth a bob or two. Let's <laughs> knock on the door and see if anyone is at home. <laughs> Hello, what do you want? Who are you? And did you shut the massive gates before you came down the massive drive? It is, of course. It's Mr. Sting. <laughs> Hello, Sting. And I must say, what a beautiful house you have. A bit RTT, but I like it. So, can I come in? Are you homeless? You look at it. Well, you can't live here, if that's what you're thinking. I have 24-hour security provided by Geordie Heat, and they will remove you and take you away in their squad car at my command, for I am Sting, the Lord of the Loot. Lord of the Loot, that's an unusual nomica, but do you know what? I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. That, no, I'm not homeless, by the way. I've got a van, and I live in it, and I have a shower at me mam's every Sunday. It's me Martin from Homes Under the Hammer. Trudy said we could go and do a tour for the radio. 
Oh, bloody Trudy, she never tells me not. I'm meant to be <laughs> writing songs today. Well, I suppose you had better come in. So this must be the grand entrance hall. It's a double height ceiling with large mullion windows overlooking the staircase. The walls are adorned with medieval instruments and a lot of different sized letter C's. What are the C's for, Sting? Sailing ships in? Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Gets people every time, that does. How unusual is that? A wall-mounted visual joke that requires a verbal punchline. Very unusual, but I do <laughs> like it. Quite thick carpeting you have, I hear Sting. You have here, Sting. Why is that? What in case I drop my loot mid-song uh, to dampen the sound when Trudy is stomping about trying to find her yoga mats and thinking sticks and mood ointments. So, we're now walking in to what looks like a music studio. Tell me, what am I looking at, Sting? Oh, right. Well, it's mainly electric carrying wires and consoles from NASA spacecraft and also lots of fucking soundproofing panels because Trudy hates hearing the sound when I play me lutes and dulcimers and Moroccan footbells and... Hold on. Have you been eating Donna Kebab? Yes, I had two or three last night. So, is this where you come for inspiration when you've been told you have to write a song? Yes, it is. And I also come in here if I want to smoke a tab or eat a great big massive fucking cream cake. Would you like to hear a song I've been working on? Is it a loot piece? Yes. <laughs> in hell. So, what was that, you cheeky bastard? Uh, nothing, Sting. I would love to hear it. Oh, great. Right, here you go. Lovely. Right, have a seat on that day bed. Oh, a uh, bed for the day, but it's for... Oh, a bed, but it's for the daytime only. That's very unusual, but I do like it. Right, 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 right. Shut your fucking mouth. Here goes. <laughs> Oh, Mr Sting was wandering around his massive holes. Judy was down the shop so he could play his music loud. Strumming on his lute and enjoying every note. And then he was interrupted by a hedgehog wearing a coat. Oh, Mr Sting, oh, Mr Sting, tiddly riddly roam. Yes, Mr Sting, it's Mr Sting. Six, seven, nine, eight, hedge. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Mr. Sting, could I just stop you there? Could It's that... <laughs> it's that... To be honest, that's a very unusual music. And the truth is, I just don't like it. I'd rather <laughs> listen to a duck quacking inside a sack of crabs. You cheeky bastard. Get out of my massive house before I call Geordie Heat on you. How dare you insult my wonderful music. Go on, get the fuck out. Fine, but I mean, you fucker, I bet you wouldn't play that shit if Trudy was home. Yes, I would. At least I don't look like a fucking fat broom. I smell like John McCrillick's bog brush. This whole house stinks. What's it built of? <laughs> fucking dog shit. I bet your van hasn't even got an MOT, you slack bastard. I bet you can't even fucking drive, you dozy prick. Get out, you big fancy fucking duck. Don't worry, I'm going. And he slammed the door, and that was that. <laughs> Right, little Barney, that wasn't it. Oh, I think that might be one of my favourite moments of this entire uh, <laughs> endeavour that we've been doing for six years. That was wonderful. Um, uh, just to relax people a little bit more, uh, the waiter from Slaughter's has done another one of his 
Oh, lovely. Um, was it ASMR? Yeah, ASMP, something like that. Yeah. Something like that, and it's Help meant to relax sleep. people. So uh, I'll play that. Lightly infected puffin lips served cheekily on one of Ron's used bandages. Kebab of kangaroo triceps that have nailed to a rack before being gently tickled with an industrial blowtorch. Peacock kidneys served on a bed of noodles made from boiled ape hair. A massive ball of ox dripping. Boiled up gastric juices of a panther with some fruit flies scattered on top. There we are. There we are. Oh. Off we go. Wake Sorry, up. I missed it. Fell asleep. Yeah. Been watching much telly? Uh, can't remember. That always started watching a thing about the Playboy Mansion. Any good? Um, and Hugh Hefner and that. Well, it's probably going to get a bit grim, but I'm only yeah, in the first episode, but it's it's interesting. But yeah, that'll probably be quite grim. Uh, I watched a thing, it's sticking with the whole grim theme, a thing about uh, a knife death in Cheshire called Killed by a Rich Kid. Oh, I, I think I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, was, that was... Um, um, was it satisfying? I'm not sure. Well, we, you know, I don't you want know, to give any spoilers no away, but it was, it was interesting, but at the same time, I didn't really find... Satisfying is probably not the right word. But yeah, it was watch. It's watchable, Andy, isn't it? But because because you kind of it's clear from about the second minute what's happened. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. okay. I mean, I I'm watching. There's been a, you know football mainly, but uh, I even watched Glentoran last night. Wow! So desperate yeah. for some football. <laughs> um, but on on is it Thursdays? I think, or maybe it's. I think it's Thursdays. I do watch Dragon Den and The Apprentice. Oh yeah, been watching yeah. The Apprentice with my son. It's good, yeah. isn't it? The, and um, I like watching Tuca on Dragon's Den. I haven't watched Dragon's Den for a long time. It's quite good. There's a great new bloke on it called Stephen who's, like, young and hip and marketing right. and, you know, a diff- okay. completely different generation to Tuca. Yeah. And they have the odd Barney now. And I also like imagining that none of the uh, contestants actually want Tuca to invest right. in them. And that, that adds a bit... Oh, my main thing I'm enjoying, Andrew, is on YouTube. It's James Higgins' Open World. Right. Explain. It's, um, I think he's from the northwest somewhere, Northwich or something. He reviews mm. food, um, toilet cleaners, anything <laughs> he can get his hand on. I like um, this. But um, if you want to... The place I would start at is I would go back quite a bit and every Monday he does Bargains of the Week. Right. From yeah. Asda, Morrison's, B and M, foods, you know, and uh, Andy's fantastic because he does them in about a minute. So he goes, right, I'm trying this um, this peanut <laughs> this peanut butter biscuits from Asda. There you go. Right, let's try that. Mm. <laughs> it's a disaster. Three out of ten. Thank you for watching. <laughs> but his bargains of the week. That's a bloody bargain. He's got his phone. Fo- he's got his phone in the supermarket. Look at yeah. that bachelor's rice, sixty nine p. That's a bloody bargain. I'm having some of that. <laughs> you might enjoy him. He's worth a I look. Think, oh well, 
Uh, that's it from this. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It has. Um, thank you, Parsnippers. Thank you, Parsnippers, for your for your uh, approach, indulgence, your generosity. So, um, see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.